Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm fantastic, brother. Uh, thank you for uh, you know coming into the studio today. I know you've been busy, and uh, uh, you know. Uh, Nothing takes precedence. I mean, between the pedicures, the the chiropractor's appointments, the massages. Right. I I don't know. I haven't done any of those things, but you know what? They sound kind of interesting. Why are you wearing that robe? (laughs) I thought you had just come from the spa or something. Right? No, this is just the new fashion statement. You just go out of the house. Yeah. That's the new thing. You get out of the shower, you put on a robe, and you just go to work. John, everybody's going to be doing it. I mean, I'm a hey, trend setter. Trend setter after right COVID, here. why would you not? Right. I mean, everybody's working in their robe anyway. Right. I mean, you know, only the top half of them is really dressed. I, I have a killer business idea, Ray. What is it? It's just like the last episode where we talked about how John just filled a want and a need. John Frumorgan was staff your dealer, yes? Yeah, yeah. So he, that's how he created his business, was filling right. this desire, all right? So now we've, we're all into virtual working and remote working and virtual meetings and Zoom and all of this stuff. It's a very crinkly bag. It is, I know. Please continue, John. I'm sorry to no, distract what, you over here. No, all the combs. You have so many combs in that bag. <laughs> Large combs, small combs. Puffy combs. Is there, are there any brushes in there? Or are they all combs? And just combs. That one looks like it's made of ivory. It's the way the Fonz did it. Like an Egyptian comb. Hey, you know. Hey. <laughs> you remember the Fonz? Uh, no, I Fonzie? Yeah, of course I do. I, I, you know, I canceled cable, so I have Pluto TV. Oh, they man. have a Happy Days channel. Nice. Which, disappointingly, also shows Laverne and Shirley and Mork and Mindy. I don't so much mind the, the Laverne and Shirley, but the Mork and Mindy's got to go. Well, yeah, and Mork and Mindy weren't part of the... I think they were on a Happy Days episode. Were they? Yeah. It's like, wow, because I thought Happy Days was set in the 50s, right? Yeah. Well, Mork and Mindy set in like the 80s. Yeah, 70s maybe, I don't know. But I think they did, you know, I, I, I guess they were on at the same time, maybe on the same network. Right. So they did. Uh, maybe they found a way where, you know, Mork being an alien was able to. Yeah, it was something like transport back to the right. 50s or something. I don't know. Yeah, it, maybe, it would be like, uh, you know, in, in our. Uh, TV watching early years like like Friends and Seinfeld doing a joint episode. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, they would transform into the cartoon version of that hmm. sitcom. You remember that? No. Like All in the Family, and then they did an All in the Family cartoon. Did they really? Yeah. You're getting or a little Sco- before my or time. Or Scooby-Doo, and they would have uh, they, like the they Harlem Globetrotters on Scooby-Doo. Really? The cartoon Harlem Globetrotters. You're losing me. Or uh, who else I'm, was on Scooby-Doo? I'm, I'm dead inside. <laughs> um, uh, Mama Cass? Was on Scooby-Doo? Was on Scooby-Doo? Jesus, man. When, when were you born? In 1947? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. It's Yo. just some crap that happened in like 1964. No, this was in the 70s when I was a kid. Yeah? Late 70s. Did you have a big wheel? I did. Oh, yeah. Did you uh, see it in my generation? Yeah, I'm younger than you. Right. By a lot. <laughs> yeah. We had the green machine. 
I remember the green machine. Do you? you it, it had like cool. emergency brakes. You could it slam was, on. It was, Big Wheel had an emergency brake. Did it? I on guess one it side, hand, you yeah, jack one up that side. handle. But you know what? If you were really a good big wheeler, yeah, you could slide that back in around without the emergency brake. Get going at speed and just stop the pedals, cut the oh, wheel. No, they were connected to the front wheel. Right. You couldn't stop the back wheel, but you could cut it real sharp. But if you I cut guess. it sharp. Okay. Yeah. You know, nowadays, I worked with this kid in a car dealer about 10 years ago. And uh, he got a, He went out and bought like a motorized three wheeler, like a big wheel, like an adult big wheel. Oh yeah! And uh, you can't even go straight on them. All they do, as soon as you step on the gas, it's going sideways. Really? Yeah. Just because I guess the engine is too powerful for right. the wheel torque yeah. coming through from the back, and the front can't handle it. Well, yeah. There's no traction or something, but. Anyway. Anyway, we digress. Videos of him going up and down the street sideways. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that good stuff right there. I'm sure he gets lots of views. He's so, crazy what people Well, watch. I mean, hell, he's an incredibly good-looking man that uh, also plays songs. So he'll get uh, out his acoustic guitar and, you know, post a video of him playing a song. Right. Well, of course, you, a country song. You being a, a guitarist. Well, I'm not incredibly good looking. <laughs> You're just good looking. You used to be. <laughs> hey, I put on Facebook the other day. I said, look, I just was scrolling through. Like, I don't know how I got on it or what I was looking for, but somehow I found like all of my previous profile photos. And I'm like, this is kind of interesting to see like what my profile photo was 14 years ago yeah. versus what it is now. And, and, after doing this, well, I kind of made a conglomeration of all of them and like six or seven of them and said, hey, this is interesting, you know, to go through this progression. Right. If you're bored, like I was, <laughs> go through and look at yours. Yeah. Well, purposefully after making that, I was like, I have to make an outrageous one. So I took a picture out here on the lakefront, uh, like the sun going down and the water in the background and my cat. I'm laying down in the grass with my cat sitting on my chest. <laughs> Is that looks, now your profile? Yeah. I thought it looked like a great, like, uh, you know, dating profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, like where they have the four segmented pictures, like this is your picture for LinkedIn, and this is your picture for Tinder. And yeah. Is, you know, like, you know, one's more professional looking, and one's like you and your club yeah. wear. It's your. I don't uh, know about all that. Oh, come on. Uh, just John. different. Uh, I understand the concept. People right. use different pictures depending on the audience they're, right. they're pitching to. Yeah. If you want to pitch who to a, Who you're trying to attract. Right, right, right. In order to attract a business deal, I might not put the cat on my chest right. photo. Uh, laying on the grass. Yeah. It'll also make a great album cover, I believe. <laughs> if I, It would be great if like, I played the bagpipes. Okay. Uh, it'd be like, it's not too late. Come here, John Higgins, play the bagpipes. You think I get draw a crowd with it? I'm a sensual. What was that uh, Parks and Rec where that guy, the guy who was always grumpy at work, also played Dick Silver or something who played the saxophone? Oh yeah, at night in a yeah. jazz band. Yeah, be one of those. Ron uh, Burgundy? No, it was not Burgundy. <laughs> Swanson. Ron Swanson. There you go. 
And welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Yeah. What a way to start. I know. I love it. This is it. This is what you get. When you tune in, you never know. It's a grab bag. All right. Well, there's an exercise for people to do. Go back and look at your back. See, for me, it would be a very short exercise. Yeah. Because I, I just noticed the other day that my profile picture on my Nine years old. Yeah, my my daughter who is now thirteen is like an infant in the picture. <laughs> so it's it's been you know at least twelve years. It's funny. I have this psychological problem that when I meet someone's kids, right, then their then their kid is that age forever for the for the rest of time, right. Well, especially if it's a if it's somebody who you you don't regularly interact with their children. Yeah, yeah. Like you, I, you're saying your daughter is 13. I would have guessed she was six. Right. I think we had this conversation the other day. Yeah. Because she's what, remained six throughout the entire time. Yeah. Since you last interacted with yeah, her. Yeah. Well, I was talking. The last time I remember seeing her was uh, we were both in the same town. I don't even know where, somewhere Kentucky or something, and uh, maybe it was Charlotte. You yeah. Had them with you. Right. Yeah. One was four. One was six. Right. <laughs> so what? It's been two years. <laughs> Yeah, so she's she's by six now. (laughs) Okay, seven. Thirteen? Get out of here. That could not have been that long ago. This literally happened the other day. I remember the specific instance with a a female friend of mine. And uh, we were talking about her daughter. And I remember the last time we talked about kids. We were talking about, uh, we both knew her daughter and I knew a kid who was in like first grade together. Right. And I'm like, yeah, how old's she now? Like seven, eight? She's like, she's 12. <laughs> like, what? How did she become 12? Yeah. Well, you know, my my uh, 24-year-old daughter just recently got engaged. And I had a friend say, Engaged? Uh, she's only like 14. <laughs> what the hell is she doing getting engaged? Like, no, she's you, 24. You live in Alabama now? <laughs> <laughs> Had that same uh, reaction of time not necessarily keeping up with uh, the aging process with yeah, man, children having stuff. been. All right. So that's, uh, yeah, nobody cares about that. Tangent. And it's uh, like you said, it's what you get. All right, so let's let's go to uh, current events. Let's Please. go to LinkedIn. Let's have a topic for this show. I ran across this post from I'm not going to say the name, but the uh, you know how on LinkedIn it has a name and then like your role, your your you know, whatever. What is that? Your title, job title. T- there you go, title. Title is bespoke auto marketing strategist. Bespoke. Bespoke. B-E-S-P-O-K-E? Yes, which, you know, it's like you, you always talk about bespoke clothes. You know, I right. got this tailored suit. It's bespoke. Now, this is interesting. A bespoke auto marketing strategist. Okay. So it's custom tailored for you, apparently. Right. Uh, says, let's talk baseball and the car business. 
listening to Pete Alonzo share about how in baseball the bat is the last thing. Now, I don't know who Pete Alonzo is, but this sentence caught my my interest. Okay, that's that's not you're not continuing to read there. I am reading. You this. don't know who or that's uh, what Oh, yeah, said. sorry. No, I don't know. Me right. personally, I'm okay. saying this. Yes. I don't know who Pete Alonzo is, but she says it's a she. Okay. Listening to Pete Alonzo share about how in baseball the bat is the last thing. Oh, and she goes on to say in 2019, he was the home run derby winner and NL Rookie of the Year. That's who Pete Alonzo is. Okay. Shows how much I know about baseball. She said, before the bat comes practice, training, mindset, coaching, team, people, dot, dot, dot. At bat, you're not focused on the bat. You're focused on the ball. She says, apply that to the car business. We've lost our way. The car is the last thing. But often, it's our focus. All right. What do you think about this? This is where I started to go. Yeah. I don't know where this is going, but yeah, please continue. Well, I'm going to stop here and give my editorial. No, the car is not the last. Of course, yes, it's a relationship process, right? Right. You got to build some trust there to, to have the client... Uh, trust buying from you and trust yes. that they're getting a good deal. But they're not there to build a relationship with you. They're there for a damn car. <laughs> That's not the last thing. Now, I would say on another tangent, closing the deal is the last thing. You sh- you know, you got to have that in the back of your mind. How do I get closer to closing a deal? Right. But yeah, let's go through the process. Yeah. And, I- you know, I mean, I, I think Closing the deal is always the focus, right? As I'm building rapport, I'm building rapport so that I can close more deals. There you go. Right? That's a good As point. I am, uh, you know, a, a, another thing is, you know, kind of we've, we've referenced before, but it's people are a lot more likely to agree to a, to a final close if you have gained uh, agreement to smaller commitments throughout the sales process. Right. In other words, them committing, yep, this is the right one. Yeah, yep, I, I wanted like something with those features. Yeah. Yeah, y- yeah. Yes, this is the size that I was looking for in my next vehicle. Yes, this has the capabilities. Yes, I'll go on a test drive. Right. Yes, I'll let you show me figures. Right. Let's, yes, I'll let you show me a payment. Yeah. So, you know, last thing, I, I don't know. I think she's there's some semantics going on here. She's who, what does she do? Yeah, tell me again. What does she do? Well, she's an auto marketing strategist, but there's more. All right, she's a ahead. bespoke auto marketing strategist. Right. So she's unemployed? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> what, when are we going to get away from these crazy titles? Uh, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Is a salesperson going to be a right. bespoke, customized right. uh, vice president of sales for the well, people and, that and ask for me? Not the... <laughs> Well, I told you about the guy who, uh, when I was in high school, he uh, had business cards made up mm-hmm. that said "Petroleum Transfer Engineer." That he could give people, oh, you know, you have a job, huh? Gas? Yeah, I'm a petroleum transfer engineer. Yeah, he, he worked in a gas station. <laughs> he was pumping gas, but he called himself a petroleum transfer engineer. You know, he, he's probably good with all this new terminology. Ironically enough, I have a post coming up on that for more current events. All right. Uh, all right. So she says, continuing, the car is the last thing. Often it's our focus. Our focus should be on people. When it isn't, it shows in our marketing, training, etc. 
take a look at your email. What's the focus? The customer or the car? Two facts we can agree on. She said, oh, I, this is funny. I like it when people say, here are things we can agree on. Right. To a broad audience of right. anyone reading this on LinkedIn. Right. Uh, Here's the like, things you have to agree with. Yeah, we like to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> no, she says, here are two facts we can agree on. People buy from people and customers know what you sell. All right. Well, I'm not going to disagree that people buy from people. I mean, I, I've used that. Although I shop on Amazon frequently. I, I, yeah, I was I was going to say I've used that, but I think she's yeah about uh, you know five years outdated here. Right, right. Right. I mean, you know, you you do have those, and and I am neither a fan nor am I an advocate for the continuation or the fact that the industry is moving toward, as some people are, the whole. What's the the impersonal aspect? Yeah. What, what's the the business that you never deal with a person? You pick your car, car online, they ship it to you. Carvana. 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 Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm not. I don't believe that the industry is going to the Carvana. But the fact that there is such a thing as Carvana and they're not going away in our current environment disproves exactly what she's saying. I mean, yeah. I mean, some people like doing business that way, right? Uh, so when we can all agree. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> Carvana would disagree with you. Yeah. And please continue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she goes on to say, why do people collect baseball cards? It's for the players in the game, right? Uh, your customers want to know the players in your business. Uh, I don't think that's true. What do they have in common, she says? Interests, beliefs, background, hobbies. What do we share that makes me feel good about buying and feel I can trust you? Uh, good feelings and trust. Your people build those. What's the fix? Start with social. Help your people shine. Find what makes them special and build the confidence to run with it. Now, I love that idea. Yeah, find find what is unique about your people. Oh, yeah. And, and, and let's encourage that. Well, there's a uh, whole damn movement about this managed by strengths, right? Yeah. Which is fine. You know, don't try to make everyone complete the process the same way. Right. I mean, obviously we have a process for a reason, but, but let's apply personal strengths to that process. Right. Well, and I don't think it's just from a process standpoint, but you know, be, be the unique individual you are. Right. I mean, I've, I've just came back from doing new hire training, right. Training new fresh salespeople. And one of the things is, you know, be a person, not a salesperson. Don't become a salesperson. Just be who you are. All your experiences, all of your knowledge, all of your background, bring that to the table so that when you're interacting with somebody, they don't see you as this, oh, you're the salesperson, right? You're you're who you are. You're Steve, you're Susie, you're John, right? Also, I think the uniqueness of the individual is speaks to a lot, right? I mean, we had a guy who, and I would encourage a, a lot of people to do something similar, but he always wear bow ties. Yeah. Right? So on his business card, it was, you know, bow tie Jamie. Yeah. Right? Because that's how he was known. Right. And when people would come in, they may forget his name, but they go, yeah, I was working with, you know, the guy in the bow tie. Right. They never forgot that. Yeah. Right? And I tell about, you know, a, a, a lady who worked at a furniture store, and she was the key lady. And her card, her business cards were in the shape of a key. And she, 
you know, have this necklace with all these keys on it. And it was, I mean, I, I had no idea what keys had to do with selling <laughs> furniture, but I never forgot the key lady. I right. cannot tell you what her name is, but I know the key lady. Right. Right. Because right. it was some distinction that separated her. So from that perspective, absolutely, I agree that, you know, there is an individualistic component to to sales. But I, I don't really like where this girl's going. <laughs> That's funny. I, I absolutely agree. You know, there's this lady in Chattanooga. I, I think it's a local business. It may be national. But... Uh, it's, she's known as the blind lady. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm sure you've heard the commercials or seen the vehicles driving around. One thing that caught my eye, and she has great radio commercials. Oh, yeah. You know, call the blind lady. Well, have your blinds done by right. the blind. Well, she's not visually impaired. No, but the, she does blinds. Yes, <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> and I, I can't imagine you can make an entire business model out of blinds, but I guess that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. All right, Venetian blinds, uh, that's the only kind of blinds I know. Right. Do you have the vertical ones or the horizontal ones? I think I the know. reason you can make a business out of blinds is there, there's been an incredible markup in that yeah. industry for a long time. All right. Well, it costs $2 to get from Wish. The, <laughs> you, you order them from the Wish app, they get here, you charge $200 to show people how they work. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, but... Driving down the road, I've seen her vehicles or that company's vehicles, and in the back of it, you know, it's a van or whatever, and it's like a unique color, like teal or purple or something. And in the very back, if you get behind this van and it says, be careful or something, there's a blind lady driving this car. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, from a marketing perspective, the fact that you remember that, yeah, it worked, it's awesome. Watch out, a blind lady is driving this vehicle. I love it. All right, so here I went a little bit more light. Uh, John Maxwell, I'm going to mention his name because what's not to say good about John Maxwell? He's a legend in the business. Yeah. But I do have to make fun of him a little bit it, on it's, this. It's like saying something bad about Tony Robbins. How can you speak bad about yeah. Tony Robbins? Uh, yeah, I mean, come right. on. Come on, he's a guy. Right. He's a guy. He's easy guy. He says, uh, uh, here, let me just point out that this is a John Maxwell post on LinkedIn, and the post is comprised of a John Maxwell quote, <laughs> which he attributes to John Maxwell. Okay. Anytime you can post on social media. In reference your own post, your, your own your statement. Own, yeah. And then attribute it to yourself. Right. Hey, here's one of my favorite quotes of all time. And then you give the quote and you say, me. Yeah, bye. And, and, and I like to thank me for that quote. It says, great leaders don't use people so they can win. They lead people so they can all lead together. What? What the Sam hell does that mean? <laughs> Great leaders don't use people so they can win. All right, we can agree on that. Yeah. Just like the other girl. These are facts we can agree on. Right. I didn't agree with her facts, but go ahead. He says, they lead people so they can all lead together. Well. <laughs> oh, uh, Dash John C. Maxwell. That's the guy who said it. 
I don't think that John Maxwell would agree with John Maxwell. (laughs) (laughs) Great leaders don't use people so they can. I think somebody in his organization put that up there, and yeah, he's like, "What the hell are you doing? You're putting one of my quotes, quoting me, and you're you're taking it out of context." This isn't even what I meant. <laughs> All right, moving on. I, I have uh, two, one or two or three more. Oh, thank God. What? I don't know where we are on time here. 25 minutes. Jesus. That was supposed to be a 15, 20-minute episode. I know. You're, you're, it's your episode. So. All right, maybe I'll skip this one. We can talk about this one later. I, I'll just reference him now. Frank Lopez, which I, I, I like the guy. He's a trainer, marketing, sales guy, coach. He says the average dentist office confirms appointments at about 97% rate and has a no-show rate of 1%. How come the automotive dealership on average confirms 40% of their appointments and has a no-show rate of, well, this is funny. He says 55 to 55%. It may be a typo. Has a no-show rate of about fifty-five to fifty-five percent, somewhere in there. I mean, I'm not going to get exact on you, but it's somewhere. I would say in the range, you know, in the in the range of somewhere between fifty-five and uh, I don't know, somewhere between there. All right, moving on. And lastly, my last post, my last current event before we start the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Greg, I didn't hit start. Greg, Grant Cardone. This is uh, must be why he was on my mind. Yeah. Grant Cardone posts this, uh, which, by the way, speaking of interesting titles, his title is Star of Undercover Billionaire, Season 2, CEO, Cardone Capital, $2.1 billion, AUM, all dot, 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 and, and it won't even fit on the page. How long? Of the, the, <laughs> what is that? Just the the, uh, the HCTP, the, the address? No, like it has his name, and then you have your title under your name. Oh. So tell me that again. Star of Undercover Billionaire Season 2 CEO Cardone Capital 2.1 billion AUM off. It doesn't even finish. He needs to figure out a way to encapsulate that into just, you know. I mean, have a title, bro. Right. You're a marketing genius. And you're trying to fit everything you've ever done in one line as to who you are. Yeah. My, Rock my, star. My, my father told me uh, that the the most important and influential people that he he met, or you know, one of them, mm-hmm. had business cards that simply had their name on it. Yeah, right. Yeah. No you, phone number. If you knew, no, you knew. Right. And if you didn't, you didn't need to know. Right. So he said, you know, the the more important and influential you are, the less your business card should have. All right. Well, well we're wrapping up here, but oh, just good. very quickly. Cardone has this post two hours ago, and I really like this. It says, I, I mean, it is, you could kind of make a case either way, but he says, if you can't get a seat at the table, serve water. All right. That caught my eye. I'm like, hey, that's interesting. Let's see what he has to say. Uh, he says... You need to do what you could do to get in front of people that that you're trying to 
integrate with or do business with. All right. He, he calls it people with power. People who, who can help move your life forward are the words he uses. He says, find a way to serve these people so that they feel obliged to return the favor. Get in the room, basically. Okay. So I like that. If you can't get a seat at the table. Serve water. Serve water. Yeah. You know, be in the room. I think that's a great idea. Well, I mean, you really going to go serve water? Well, I think it's a, I think more business deals and more millionaires are made by by physical vicinity yeah than by other means oh yeah yeah you, you don't know how many people probably bill gates has helped out because you know some some guy was mowing his lawn and said man i could mow a lot more lawns if i had a bigger truck yeah oh shit man i'll buy you a truck right well i, I think it's you know surround yourself with successful people yeah. Right? I mean, fine, you know, if you see somebody and you say, hey, I aspire to be that, well, surround yourself with people who you aspire to be rather than people who necessarily are aspiring to be you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an interesting, yeah, an interesting take, but I like it. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Get a, if it's, you can't get a seat at the table, serve water. Right. It's another kind of... Uh, aspect of the dress for the job you want not the job you have yep, yep right rub shoulders any way possible with those who who could influence your success and and, and, and then by the same token to, did i say token <laughs> by the same I, token I, I don't know i stopped listening but by the same token if you are one of those people that can help others right and, and and you see that opportunity you know be aware of those opportunities be open to that idea you know you might be one of these billionaires or millionaires in a conference room yada yada and the guy serving water might have a great idea yeah so you're saying pay attention to the guy who's serving you water and be a guy that serves water <laughs> it's all about so, serving so Pay attention to the guy next to you who's also serving water. <laughs> you just have a room full of water surfers. Like, hey, I came here to serve water. I don't yeah, mean, I'm serving oh, water, I'm serving water too. too. What are you thinking about doing? <laughs> and it's, that, my friends, is how Microsoft was born. It's the water servers of this world that are the... Well, I, I I think it's being open and uh, aware to opportunities. Whether yeah. whether you're the guy, you know, with the billion or the guy looking to get the billion. Well, and yeah, I think there's some underlying principles here that you know don't feel like in order to there there are other ways to be around and in front of the influencers than being their peer. Right, and if it can't comes down to something as simple as well, you know, be the water server there, but be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I think step one, it's be more there. analogous than it is necessarily right. applicable. Right. Right. Don't go applying for right. jobs to serve water. <laughs> what do you, man? I'm a water server, but boy, do I serve water yeah. to the nicest, richest right. people. 
who, who, who comes in this restaurant? Because I don't want to be serving water in no deadbeats. I did hear a uh, story. I don't know if it was a TikTok or where I get all of my right. news. Yeah. Or what? <laughs> what keeps you aware of current events? <laughs> or if I read or if I don't know. Sometimes when I'm at other... How can you do TikTok? Sometimes I'm at other people's houses and I they mean, have the news on. How, how many time, How many things do you flip through before you see something where you go, uh, ah. yes. well, At least, I mean, I don't know, three or four, three or four thousand, I guess. Right. I <laughs> And it must be like like golf, right? Golf yeah. is one of those unique environments where once you finish playing golf, you remember the good shots you had more than all of the bad shots you had, right? <laughs> they say poker is the exact opposite. You right. only remember the hands you lose. Right. You don't remember those ones that you cleaned yeah. up. Well, anyway, this thing was... Uh, uh, you can look this up if I had more I details. Trust me. You can do I'm not going to take your word you for can, it. You can do some extensive research. But I'm telling you, there was a guy who was a janitor uh, at a high school for like 20 years or something. And then, the, I don't know, something happened and they needed a prince. Oh, he was going to school. I think he went to night school. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. He, he, like, he was the janitor? He was a janitor. They went, well, we need a principal. (laughs) You've been here a long time. (laughs) No, no. but he he became. Hey, Jimmy. Why did you come sit here in this principal's chair? I think he went to night school, and he ended up getting his freaking master's degree in education. Anyway, eventually, like today, he is the principal of this school. All right. And he started as the janitor of the school. That's my point. You can go look it up. Just Google it. Janitor now principal. Those would be the terms I would use. So if I put in janitor, what is it? Principal. Like, you could probably just put in janitor principal. I bet it'll pop up. It'll be the number one story. It's been hot. It's all over oh, social media. It's all, if it's on TikTok. Boy, TikTok's blowing up with this thing. <laughs> Are you guys, all right. Don't. Uh, you probably just deleted our entire podcast episode. Is it still recording? Please tell me. It is. It All is. Right. We're recording. You want to yep. pause while you look it up? Uh, U.S. man disrupts his journey from janitor to principal on the BBC. Boom. Michael had been working... these ads popping up. Michael Cole had been working as a custodian or janitor in a few local schools before landing a job at Lowry Elementary in Denver. It was this job that changed his life and put him on the path to becoming the principal of the school in the neighborhood where he grew up. All right. So he didn't, he wasn't the janitor and they went, hey. I never said that. Hey, Michael. (laughs) <laughs> it's not like they were like you, you've been going to school, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I just completed my master's degree while I've been janitor here. Great. We need a principal. <laughs> what do you think? So he was a janitor through school, finished his degree, got a teaching job, grew in his teaching career, until finally there was a need for a principal back in that same school, and lo and behold, he was now a 
considerable candidate for that. <laughs> well, did I make it sound otherwise? Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, they were all this guy's a janitor. <laughs> they were standing around one day. They're like, hey, anybody want to volunteer? And, uh, hey, Michael, you've been here a while. Hey, you want to do it? This guy's cleaning the principal's office. <laughs> he was in, the there, day, ser- the- he was in there serving water. <laughs> He's cleaning the office the day after the principal got fired, and he sat down in the seat to clean something on the desk, and they go, oh, you must be the new principal. It's a crazy brother. As a matter of fact, I am. I'm the new principal. Thank you. Uh, and thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you listening to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales. Meeting. We do, and we hope you'll listen again. to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right, and these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.